All right, and welcome to another episode of Burritos, Breaks, and Flies. In this episode, we're going to bring you the 2022-23 Pyramid Lake opener, and we are joined by the one and only Morgan Kane, the lead guide for the one and only Pyramid Fly Company. We're going to talk about how the opener went, what we have to look forward to in the rest of the season. There's some upcoming clinics we'll talk about. Uh, there's a Pyramid Lake seminar coming. All kinds of great stuff. So you're going to want to tune into this one. We want to thank our sponsors for this episode, Pyramid Flyco and Pyramid Lake Lodge. So stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss this one. And welcome to another episode of Burritos, Breaks, and Flies. Today I'm sitting here with the lead guide of Pyramid Fly Company, no other than Morgan Kane. What's up, Morgan? Uh, you know, just another day on the water. Yeah. For trout. Yeah, certainly was a day on the water. Say that. It was beautiful out there, that's for sure. <laughs> so, hey, look, we're coming off we're coming off the preseason, coming off October. We rolled into it pretty hot. We started off with the the gear up for the mid event, which was just freaking bonkers. We had yeah, tons good of time people. It was a, seeing everybody come out. We had tons of people. They were tons of people. It was great. So everybody was talking to each other, getting pumped up, and from there, the boys from PFC, Morgan, Cole, and Trevor, got it together, and we're waiting for opening day. And yeah. then the, the gates opened, literally. It's like a little kid on Christmas morning <laughs> waiting to open up your presents. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the opener this year wasn't really Christmas. It was I don't know, like the ocean, big swells, a lot of current, waves, a big wind event right before the opener. And we had a good storm front about two weeks before that, blowing yeah. everything east, real cold weather. That kind of put a damper on our party a little bit. Yeah, it was more like an Easter basket with like dollar store candy. Yeah, very true. Right, right. But you know what? There was still fish being caught. Like that's the thing. It was super great. Get out there, get that first fish of the season. Yes, we had some elements to contend with. But you know what? Quite honestly, I mean, what a better welcome back to Pyramid Lake. Like, you know, none other than just the freaking slap in the face from the lake. Just like, oh yeah, welcome back. Boom. Here's some wind. Deal yeah. with it, sucker. You not, know, not definitely not the opener we were used to. We caught fish, <laughs> mm-hmm. some nice ones, but I mean, we're spoiled. You fish the lake with ginormous trout, and you look at a eight pound fish, and you just toss it back in the water because it's tiny, so small. Yeah, it makes you kind of wonder what you're even doing out here, or what you're fishing for. It's a you know it's what an you're, odd lake. You know what you're fishing for. You know what you're fishing for. So with that being said, after that day, things kind of settled into a rhythm. And, and fortunately enough for Pyramid Fly, 
wow, you had an incredible amount of clients out, which was fantastic. Early season usually isn't a super popular time of the year uh, for, for a lot of people. For the diehard, it is. However, for the traditional uh, fly fishing client, it's kind of hit or miss because your techniques are a little bit different. Maybe you could explain that as far as like, what are you fishing from the shore or do you have to get offshore? What do you No, do you, This is a rhetorical question, but I, you know. <laughs> it's, it's different because normally if on shore, we can cater to all age groups, um, all walks of life. doesn't matter if you sit behind a desk and have a hard time getting up the stairs or if you can run a marathon. Our typical season is from shore. It's pretty easy as far as getting around. It's just contending with the elements and fishing and battling out the weather. But the opener, you're in a kick boat and a water master and you're working. It's not just fishing. You're kicking to stay in place. You're moving around dealing with the waves. It's like a mini inland sea out here. So Certainly you get, is. You get wild current. And I'd say this year we were pretty freaking spoiled. Normally we get October weather and it starts getting windy, but I'd say we had about three weeks of damn near banner weather minus those first couple days. Right, right. And you have to say it's pretty much like a National Geographic episode out here in the early season. A lot of things that are unexpected in a normal freshwater lake are occurring in Pyramid Lake that you would see maybe in, in the ocean, you know, in the shallows and whatnot. For example... Why don't you tell us a little bit about something that we call bait balls here? Now, I mean, and bait balls are traditionally, when you say bait ball, you're going to think, you know, offshore, you know, California, calico, tuna, yellowtail, skipjacks. Striper, you're thinking the ocean, the mm-hmm. East Coast, feeding, yeah. seeing fish boiling. So what's it like here? Um, this year was fucking wild. I mean, we had we had bait balls that were the size of a football field, <laughs> top of the bottom, top of the water column, all the way down to the bottom. I mean, there was points of the day where you're seeing fish. I mean, I had one afternoon when we were guiding, and I seen a single minnow bait fish come up, and then a, a small 10- to 12-pound trout coming up, just like a shark hammering after him. The next thing you know, there's about a dozen of those fish just going absolutely bonkers. So much, I had one hit me in the leg, and it's just chaos. Fish getting hooked up everywhere. It's <laughs> People sometimes say the fish out here don't fly too much, but... You look at the busy times of the year out here, March, April, it's in spring when they're in spawn. These fish are basically all sexed up. Think if you had sex for a month straight, didn't eat. You're not going to have very much energy. So that's where people go, oh, they don't fight a whole lot. Come out in October and we'll show you the complete opposite. These fish will kick your ass, make an eight weight look like a four weight. It's it's wild. Great analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Great analogy. And you get you get a little bit of guff sometimes. People kind of want to talk shit because they're jealous, so they don't know exactly what's going on. They go, you guys are fishing kind of deep. It's kind of hard on the fish. We look at the water temps. Water tips are money. Fish kick off. Amazing. We don't see any dead fish. I mean, we had one incident with a fish this year that was, fuck, the biggest fish I've seen in my life out here. It was a monster. Um, we caught it. Never took it out of the water except for weighing it. Uh, released it, swam off great. That same fish was caught a week later by another guide, and it didn't make it. Shit happens. We got blamed for it. Uh, that's the, you know, when you don't know all the pieces to the puzzle. Sometimes people make up stories because they want to hear what they want to hear, and is what it is. But no, this is a 
a bitchin' fishery in October, and it's wild. It's it's like the ocean. It's trout on crack on steroids. Right. It's, it's not. It's not fishing Euro nymph in the truckie catching a 16 inch fish. It's a 15 pound fish. It is small. You're, you're, in, in our eyes, that's a small trout. Right. Your small trout here are going to smoke anything yeah. on a river. I mean, period. And, and Not all the time. I mean... Well, I mean, unless you're like a two-e-chub master <laughs> like me. Right. <laughs> you're, you're, you're definitely getting backlash. You're telling people, hey, uh, river fish, it's going to get its ass swamped by a lake fish. That's not always true. I mean, true. They all have their own places. October, these fish, I'd put these trout up against any trout in the world. They are something else. Right. I mean, I mean, my, my opinion, I mean, it's the world's best cutthroat fishery. I mean, hands down. Uh, the, the sheer number of fish... The size of the fish, the fight in the fish, and you made a great point about in the spring when the fish get tired. Some of them go into that zombie phase. That's zombie phase, and then you have you have the dirty dish rags out there, and that's that's a little <laughs> nod to my buddy Dennis, his bister. He puts that out there. But the, the summits, you notice that there's a different fight in the summit versus the pilot peaks. Last season, what I noticed, and I know you guys noticed, was those pilot peaks were rather pissed off almost all year. The, the amount of fight in them, you almost automatically can tell what you had on the end of your line. You're like, well, dish rag, or you got that. Not saying some of the dish rags don't fight, but again, it's that time of the year. But this this early season, we've seen. I mean, a majority have been pilots. I yeah, mean, we saw. We saw. A few I mean, summits. we usually see a lot of pilots, but quite a few summits uh, this October compared to previous years. Mm-hmm. I think as far as as far as bait numbers and sheer number of healthy fish showing up on bait this year for the first three weeks was absolutely phenomenal it was a pretty epic year and i think it's a really good indicator of how good our season's going to be this year yeah absolutely last year opening day was a knockout yeah it was, was a, it was a knockout however i was in a wedding that sucked well <laughs> it was a knockout the first man. opener i missed in a long time oh, and it yeah. was <laughs> watching the boys whack 20 pound 20 pound 20 pound 20 pound i think the first nine days we had at least one fish over 20 pounds every single day last year that's incredible i mean where else can you do that on it for trout i don't know i don't know either i don't know either i mean that's a great point so with that being said you spent a lot of time on on the float craft which you're particularly you're using water masters correct correct always water masters yeah super versatile boat easy to get in and out of the water easy to move around handle it well yeah you'd say compared to a traditional float tube or a pontoon that those boats are well, yeah, i won't go back just like There's that no way yeah. no way no way the, yeah the float tube a little tiny float tube would be good to pack in i guess if you got to hike somewhere but everything else you could do it with the water master yeah it, it's a tremendous boat i just want to get your opinion on it so people that maybe are interested in in coming out and spending extended you know, amounts of time out here, I would say the first thing to do, if you want to experience that early season, or in some cases the late season, experience with Pyramid Fly Co. Get on that Watermaster, you know, book a trip with these guys. Get on that Watermaster and experience it. It's a great boat. It's a great way to get out in the water into, those, into the deeper water. Super secure. It tracks well. doesn't really blow around as much as a pontoon or those smaller craft, and you don't expend as much energy because it does have... Basically, it's, it's open on the inside for your feet, for your kick fins, and it does have oars on it. It has fixed oars on it, which lock into place. When you're not using them, they pop up, lay across the top of the, of the structure. You're good to go. You know, you guys put fish finders on them, which is pretty cool. 
you know, so you, I mean, obviously you kind of need to, cause you need to know what's underneath you, but it's a great tool. Like you can get everything on there. You can load a ton of stuff out there, have a great day. And, uh, it's awesome. It's super awesome. So with that being said, any highlights other than that, we had that, what, what was that weight range of that big fish? I mean, roughly, I don't even want to say people aren't going to believe me. See what I we, mean? We it's put huge. it, we put it in and weighed it in at the lodge and turned it in the lowest possible weight that the scale kicked out. That fish was weighed a week later, a few pounds heavier. Wow. That's incredible. That's a, that's a big fish. And that's a testament to the quality of the fishery. Yeah. This, there's plenty of bait. There's a lot of healthy fish. These yeah. trout never lack food. There's no time of the year where they're missing meals. Lake doesn't freeze over. Fish it all winter. They go from gorging onto each other's all season to having a plethora of pigeons, scuds, mm-hmm. you name it. Yeah. There's everything out in this lake. And how many times were those fish spitting out to each other's to catch them? Like, I would hear it. I mean, I would hear it in groups that even were around us, like, oh, the fish just puked out some to each other's. And you're like, you're not, like well. Not too often because we're yeah. handling them well. It's. I think a lot of it's seeing, you know, fish are, they're eating like a fat kid eats cake with a buffet. <laughs> they, they eat till they can't eat anymore. They're going to yeah. eat until there's minnows, tails sticking out of their mouth. Yep. When you're seeing seagulls dive bombing 100 yards away, picking up bait fish because the fish have either slashed through them like a shark or they've eaten too many and puked them up to eat more. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. They just keep, they just keep eating. They just can't control themselves. It explains how they grow so fast. Yeah. Yeah, it's like goldfish genetics. But smart. But smart. smart. <laughs> yeah, much much smarter. <laughs> much, much smarter. <laughs> now, you have a day where you think these fish are dumb as hell, then you come out the next day and try to do the same thing, and you're like, wow, they're not biting. Like, yeah, they're, you got to give them a little credit. Oh, uh-huh. uh, they get keen. They have their days. Yeah, they get keen, and it, and it's one of those things. You, you sting them a couple times, you know, with, with the right, you know, with color A, and they get stung yep. a few times. They ain't into color A anymore. Got to go to color B and then color C. They get savvy. You, and unless you pick up and move to another water section. That's he, usually not it. If they're eating, they're they're eating. It's yeah. like right now on the water today, We you hear that question. So how are you guys doing today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty slow. Like, yeah, same here. Catch anything? Uh, one. <laughs> yeah, about the same. Depends on how you look at it. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about that. So that's a important part of the season here. So we come in hot and heavy. That tr- that opener is traditionally, you know, week one, two, three. It's just fire. It's gangbusters. Everybody wants to get out here, get on the fish. The weather is fantastic. It's warm. It's everything's perfect. You know, w- it's like a light switch, though. I mean, you go. It's it's one of those things coming into the opener. You want that really nice, calm weather warm but not too warm you want water temperatures obviously stay favorable because we're fishing for trout not bass or carp or any of those guys but you want weather nice so it keeps the fish balled up Mm -hmm. keeps everything tight right Uh, we generally have that for maybe 10 days to two weeks Uh, this year we had a little longer into about three weeks but then we had the lake flipped what i'd say like the 16th or 17th of this month and then it went the next day to we had fish kind of all over the water column and it was fucking wild to say the least we were we were seeing fish sharking like sharking like sharks through the top of the bait top of the bait ball through the top of the water column bottom of the water column it was mm-hmm. a visual where you're seeing you're yep. seeing trout on your boat next to your boat um next day was pretty similar 
and then it started to taper off. So as that lake turned, everything spread throughout the water column, and now everything's really spreading. So we have like generally, I don't know, the last dozen years or so I've been fishing this lake, maybe a little longer. It's usually about this time of year, kind of right after the opener, it starts getting cold. You see we got in our lows are dropping, mm-hmm. lakes flipped, everything's spreading apart. Every other time of the year, usually we're fishing, these fish are piled up, they're potted up, but now they're everywhere. So that makes it hard to find them. So we usually have a little lull in the lake. Now till Thanksgiving-ish roughly, always, always weather dependent, this lake is weather driven. So the fish are going to kind of do what the weather does. We're waiting for it to cool down so that the favorable water water temperatures are in closer to shore. It'll push the biomass, the food source for the fish, basically in close so we could target them from shore. And it'll stay good from shore till about April-ish, mid-April. Always weather dependent, but this is generally a shore fishery. Um, your best best shots are from shore, and you're just targeting these trout all over the lake, knowing where to go certain times of the year. So let's talk about let's talk about improving your your skills and your technique and your tactics out here as a client. That's one thing I've noticed with Pyramid Fly Co. and all the time that I spend with you guys is that when you put when you put a client on the water, it's not a brain dead activity. You are you and the whole crew, um, and especially Cap. Cap that that means Captain Robert Haggerty. He's the he's the owner of Pyramid Fly Co. So love to interact with the guests love you know when they have questions we love answering the questions we like to give them as much knowledge as we can while we're on the fish so they understand the fishery a lot better you know it's it's more than oh we're throwing a midge on and why are we throwing it on at this depth and, and then you guys give them the tutelage you know you explain oh well because of x y and z depending on what time of the year it is what the weather is and, and whatnot i'm not going to give anything away here because we're not on the water and and it, it wouldn't apply it's kind of a hands-on thing it's 100 percent. it's it's more like anything as a as a guide you should be able to you should want your client to be successful when you're not around the whole reason most clients will pay for guides or ask guides to take them out is they want to learn if we finish up the day and you haven't learned anything i probably haven't really done a very good job well and then here's the number one thing out here is if you have a limited amount of time to come out to this lake, let's say you have a three-day block in, in, in November, and then you have three or four days in April, right? Okay. So you come out in November, and you fish, and you fish as a client, and you have a great time. You catch some fish. You, you're on whatever beach you're on, using whatever you're using. Great time. Now, you can't come back and replicate that in April. You can't come back and replicate that in March or February. And in some cases, you can't even replicate yeah. that in, in January. So it's always great to come out and rebook and re come back, come back out with the guides. You guys are out here, literally, especially when it comes to spring, you're out here every day. Yeah, this lake changed on a, I mean, on a day-to-day basis, especially in the, especially in the spring. But like Nico was saying, you come out in November, the tactics we're using in shit, even December, January are, completely different than november or not even the tactics the areas we're fishing when this lake's huge you can catch fish anywhere on this whole lake pretty much the entire season right but are you going to have a lot better chance of catching fish in spot c compared to spot a and march compared to you know november hell yeah well there's another thing about pyramid fleco 
is the home court advantage. This is where Pyramid Flyco has a huge advantage and edge and is able to offer the utmost to the client is the fact that you, you guys are here. Like, like literally, you're, you're headquartered at, in Sutcliffe. It, that, I mean, we're sitting in the headquarters right now. <laughs> 100%. The boys yeah. live out at the lake. We're they, here all the time. They live at the lake. All the gear stowed here. Everything's taken care of here. They eat, sleep, live. They're always on the water. You're not not a you know a part time guide. You're not coming out you know every other week or you know now every this, couple of weeks. It's like you're you're here. You have your finger literally on the pulse of the water, and you guys are interacting with each other, sharing information, and you guys know where the fish is at. This, period. This lake definitely favors the full-time guide it's not a part-time guide lake at all by any means right any of the guides out here you see us successful spend some time on the water all the boys out here dudes on the boats hans sam yeah. they're they put some time on the water a lot of time a lot of us we all work together as a team we're we're a big group and you'll see us running trips together just because they don't have the pfc hat on or anything doesn't mean they're not one of us we're all we all fish together we're all homies it's kind of one of the cool things about this lake is it's not just fishing, it's a lot of times it's off water activities. Lunch, Joe down the beach hollering at you, hey, I cooked lunch for you guys, you guys wanna come eat? Yeah, I mean, you'll you'll have a random guy that you don't even know cooking up burgers and he invites you over. Right. You meet a lot of cool folks at this place. I've met a lot of my best friends out of this lake. That's awesome. Oh, the spirit and energy that you evoke during a trip is pretty spectacular. I've been on group trips with you guys and it's fantastic regardless of the size of the group whether it's you know you got you know four five six or you have like when we have cast hope out here that's a big group i mean last year we had 24 yeah, 20, 20 plus yeah 20 plus i think it was 24 plus guides it, it was a big group we took up a lot of beach <laughs> i mean it was like an invasion like it was a whole section but it's fantastic because people come by and they see that and like wow what's going on there and everybody's having a good time even if even if the fishing is, you know, the fishing was a little, it was okay it then. Was, it was fishing. It wasn't catching. Yeah. It, we were it, catching some fish, but yeah. it's not one of those. Right. Like, oh, he's down. He's down. He's down. Right. But there was no decrease in the amount of motivation and, and the fun everybody was having. And that's what you guys really, really focus on is, is the fun part. You have to have fun. Whether it's one fish or it's 20 fish, <laughs> everybody's having a good time. And you guys, the transfer of enthusiasm that you have between you, um, Trevor, like, I mean, he's a maniac. When the fish bite goes off, like, there's no bigger mouth out there than him. He's and, a hummingbird. You see that boy puts down Mountain Dew like nobody's business. He's he's sugar-driven, and he's got the energy to prove it. Right, right. And then you have Cole. <laughs> you know, he's just, he's a fish magnet himself. I don't himself. know what to say about that kid. Pop-Tart? Yeah. I don't know what to say about Pop-Tart. He likes, he likes to eat, but <laughs> no, that, that, that boy is fishy as hell, too. He's He came to the team, and he's fit in like a... Like a bitch and ass puzzle piece, man. He kicks ass. Yeah, he's a rock star. I'd say I'd say we have an amazing crew and everybody works great together. Yeah, he's a young one. Like, don't let that. No, yeah, he's. I could be his dad. Literally, <laughs> literally could be his dad. But and <laughs> for for twenty one, that boy's got his shit together. He's kicking ass. He does, and we've all watched him grow up. You know, I watched him grow up from a different aspect. I saw him a lot when he was hitting the Truckee River and other waters. And I'm like, who is this kid? Like. How old is he? And, you know, he's just crushing it. He's absolutely crushing it. And he's doing a great job out here. So whoever you get, if you book with PFC, it's going to be an awesome, 
awesome experience. So we're just, just out here fishing, having fun. We're all nerds, just throwing <laughs> feathers to fish, trying to trick them, basically. <laughs> feathers to fish. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, how about how about like the education? We we talked a little bit about hey we 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 help our clients on the water. However, we have a clinic coming up, like literally around the corner. Like right now, we're on the 28th of October, so on the 5th and 6th. Yeah, we've got Halloween coming up this weekend. It's mm-hmm. the following weekend, 5th and 6th. Mm-hmm. We're doing a little bobber stripping clinic action. What's that about? So we'll have a one day we'll go over indicators and indicator rigs, how we how we like to bobber fish the lake. Um, you know, you need to be comfortable out here. You need to make things easy because the elements and everything else makes it hard. <laughs> so as long as you could... <laughs> Take care of all the rest of the stuff, you know, layering, dressing warm, using the right tools for the job. It makes putting those puzzle pieces together a hell of a lot easier. Is that a big part of the clinic as well? It's just aside from gear setup, do you, you go over those aspects? Like, yeah, no, hey, make sure you... You got questions, fire away. We're, yeah. we're going over them. We have, I think Saturday we'll do the bobber, bobber clinic. We're kind of going over what we like to use, why, when. And then the next day, you know, retrieving, stripping, sink lines, all that good stuff. Right. Why, when, where, how we like to rig them, why we like to rig them that way. Uh, We like to catch fish. I mean, everybody does. That's why you go fishing. It's not just the fish. It's everything else. But it's nice to have everything in your favor to hopefully catch a couple fish. I mean, it doesn't always work out that way. That's fishing. But Right. Right. As long as you can align yourselves with good tools. And what are the what are the hours on that? Is that eight to two? Is eight, that what eight to two. We're doing a little lunch break in there too. So, I mean, eat some breakfast. Come on out. We'll go over everything. Um, we'll do a little bit of class time. So if weather's nasty, but it looks like the weather got a little nicer again. The weather keeps changing as always. But we'll have a little class time inside, kind of going over rigging, all that BS. Answer questions, can take notes, and then we'll have water time so we can actually hands on and explain it to you rather than trying to just tell you all and. All right, here you go. Have so fun. there's no there's no NDA they have to sign? No non-disclosure no, agreement? No, 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 no DNR or none of that either. <laughs> no DNR. Oh, my God. Well, we're getting deep now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's funny. So and it, so with that, it's, uh, if I have this right, uh, $175 for one day? Yep, correct. And then what is it for two? Is it 250 250 for- So we're basically throwing in the second day for free with a little pocket change on top of that. That's ridiculous. You know, one seventy-five. Yeah, that's a that's a great. So hell of a lot cheaper than a guided trip. Mm-hmm. Um, come on out. We show you how we like to fish the lake, basically. And then if you got more questions from there, we'll always take you out on a guided trip. Yeah, we, love, we love going fishing. Yeah, absolutely. And then the whole focus of the class is it's not we're it's not we're not catching fish. I mean, it may happen. We might we've caught some nice ass fish during yeah. our clinics. I mean, it might happen, but you got to remember, <laughs> the focus is learning and absorbing yeah. all this. There's a lot of hands on, so we have the classroom portion, then we have the practical application where we'll be on the water and working on everything from you know how to deliver, like if it's the the bobber clinic, how we're delivering that, how we're presenting that, you know how to work the drips, the depths, what we're using, why we're using it, what time of the year, etc. So they'll give you an edge on that, and then the nice one with the stripping clinic or aka if you don't understand that that means a streamer clinic so whatever you're throwing that you're going to strip through the water they will review all that and probably and i think that's probably the one where i I would 
hope to see an equal amount of people in both classes. But on that stripping clinic, there's some extra essentials there where casting kind of really comes into play because indicator fishing, you will learn if you don't already have it down, you'll be able to improve or learn uh, the roll cast technique. Uh, <laughs> with look, we, we see switch, we, switch rods and indicators. The cast is, I mean, about as easy as it gets. Just about get yeah. you going in about five ten minutes generally. Exactly. Well, with the streamer portion, if you, if you feel like you need a little help, hey, this is a perfect opportunity to see how these guys do it, what their recommendations are, and the number one thing, number one complaint I hear out here from fellas and gals throwing streamers after a few hours. You know, oh, my arm hurts, my shoulder hurts. Yeah, pick up the bobber rod. We'll pick up the bobber rod. But also, there's means in which... If you're throwing the streamer rod for hours on end and nothing's fucking eating the goddamn thing, put it away and pick up the indicator. And that'll save your shoulder. See, there's lesson number one right there. That's a freebie. We won't give any more away. (laughs) Kind of common sense, (laughs) Sometimes. Sometimes. When you get knuckleheads like me, I'll get stuck on it. I'm like, no way, man. I'm going to freaking... I'm going to rip that beach up, you know. Or if your arm's getting tired, take lunch. Take lunch. break. Go drink a beer. That's a key thing. Go do your email. Do your little work meeting for an hour. I, I, I love that you got... This is one thing I love about PFC. You incorporate the food, which is it just which is important. But you're not incorporating... You're not incorporating crap, number one. You know, we're not getting some soggy sandwich. No. Uh-uh. Right? Yeah, I mean, you're actually cooking something. It could be any variety of things. But it's good food. And these guys, especially when we're beach fishing... We're not serving you up a cold deli sandwich. When it's cold out, you want something warm in your stomach. 20-some degrees or 30 degrees, you don't want to, yeah. These guys will pull you off. They'll they'll do their best to pull you off. (laughs) Some people, they just like to stick to their chair. the fish are eating, we'll deliver your lunch. There you go. That's what I want to hear. They'll deliver. (laughs) If the fish are biting, you'll eat lunch in your chair on the water. However, what they love to do is they love to pull you off the water. Especially, you know, we get those lulls, and that happens. We get, you know, we get a morning bite. We get an afternoon bite. Hey, take that little lull. Take a load off, take your eye off the bobber, you know, get your hands off the stripping line and just sit down, reset, get some food in you. And I mean, I don't know how many times I've walked off the beach where I'm sitting there fighting myself, you know, with my fishing buddies or with you guys fishing and like it was happening and it wasn't happening and you're still charging the water. You're like, come on, come on, come on. You, you just take that minute and go, you know what? These fish aren't going anywhere. Like good, they're good not- time to eat. Yeah, it's time to eat. You go sit down, eat talk have a good time and when you walk back i mean last season i could tell you probably 90 percent of the time i walk back within a few minutes fish on yeah i don't know what it is but it, it just it works letting the water rest a lot of the times and it's letting your your body and your mind rest i mean all, all of right. us have fished an eight to ten hour day and uh-huh. you don't eat any lunch and by hour six miss 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 fuck i broke him off right oh, i missed another one shit my flies are in the tree right yeah give it 20 minutes sit down and eat a snack Drink a, drink a beer, drink some water, like relax. You like focus on something else, and when you get back in the game, all of a sudden, oh shit, I'm I'm hooked up. What happened? Why wasn't I doing that earlier? Because you hit the fish whistle, or maybe you ate your sandwich that you've been putting off for the last three hours, telling yourself I should probably eat. Like, yeah, you probably should eat. Right, and you're not giving anything away. Like you said, if you're at the end of the day, and the bite does come on, and you're off your game, you're not going to have a good time. You're going to be pretty. Pretty upset and agitated and frustrated gonna, with yourself. You're going to be looking at your boy next to you that ate lunch, and he's whacking them, and you're sitting there missing them all. Just roping. Yeah. Just roping them. Yeah. This, this lake is very good at putting people in their place. <laughs> I mean, me, me, myself, all of us, we all have our days where this lake puts your head in the sand and laughs at you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, we all know the feeling. Yeah, <laughs> we all know the feeling. I mean, we're, we're trophy hunting, right? It's, we're not just going fishing in the little Berkey stream. We're yeah. we're going for big trout. Yeah, but you know the lake wouldn't be what it was if it was spectacular every day. If it handed to you every day, you'd get bored. Yeah, I mean, I I, mean, I love some gimmies. Don't get me wrong. We all we all love those days where it's fifteen pounder, twenty pounder, twenty pounder, and your dude's next to you that came from the Bay Area and he hasn't caught a single fish and he's watching you guys dump 17, 18 pound fish back without even taking pictures going kind of baffled looking at you. It's like, well, I hate to say it, but it's not over 20 pounds and it's it's not small trout, but it's not that holy shit trout. Right. And right. there's, I mean, that's another reason all these fish stay healthy. The, the majority of people out here fly fish and they know how to handle fish. Mm-hmm. They're taking care of them. They're netting them in the water. They're not dragging them up in the sand and bashing them on the rocks and leaving them. And they're not breathing out of the water for four minutes. And Joey's going, hold on, let me go get my phone. And he comes down and takes his camera. Then he tries to release it and the fish bellies up. And then you have everybody else at the beach looking at you, yelling at you. And go, why is everybody such dickheads? Because they care about the fish. Right. And that's one thing that PFC has a big focus on is getting those fish. Netting the fish, however, the proper handling techniques and making sure that you know they're there to, however you want to look at it, fight another day, whatever you want to say, but they they, they swim away safely, hundred percent, and, and they go do their thing. And that's not even I wasn't even just saying us. That's that's like the majority of this lake. Yeah. When it comes when it comes to winter time, people fishing from shore. It's I'd say a good seventy five percent fly fishermen, and if yeah. if you fish for a while, you I'd sure as hell hope know how to handle a trout. You know. Yeah. Yep. Take the gloves off. Yes, please. Keep them in the water. You know, quick back go. Get another one. We get clients to get all bugger. How come you don't want to take any pictures of this? This is a two-foot trout. It's like, dude, you caught six of them before. Put them back. That's a small-ass one. Let's catch the big one. And I hear that frequently from you guys. Boom, let's get it back in. Get the next one. Or you, you break off on that hog because he's right at net range, and you didn't want to let him run, and you get all bummed, and you're in your head. And it's like, nope, get out of your head. Throw it back. Let's get a bigger one. They're out there. They're lurking. Don't don't Justin Timberlake cry me a river and sit on the shore. Let's, <laughs> let's get on with the program. We'll get another one. So you would say... You would say we should make a sticker out of this, by the way. Rule number one, listen to your guide. Rule number two, refer to rule number one. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen it. The direction that you give, you and, and, and Trevor and Cole, especially early season, those fish, there's, there's special techniques you use out there. And, that, and that's for another time and place. However, you're yelling verbal commands when the fish is on, you know, real, 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 and then you hear it, you know, hey, get that tip in the water. And you can see yeah. what the fish is doing. Let it run, let it run, let it run, let it run. And you see it let up and then you're real, 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 you know, rod left, rod right. Whatever. You're giving direction. So you're literally, you're literally walking them through what to do. Sounds easy. However, yeah, the, the, the adrenaline. Yeah. yeah, you're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And that's that critical point. That critical point when that fish gets close, you guys really turn up the volume. Kindly, but you turn up the volume because that's, that's that's what the, it's the make clock, it or break it time. It is made literally. These, make it these or a lot break of times it. these these fish see you and they're they're gonna run again. Yeah. I mean every great once in a while they they don't know they're hooked and they're coming in and they're doing their death roll and fuck yeah, it's light the net under them, let's go. Yeah. But a lot of times they're they're gonna see you for that first or second run and they're gonna take off and you think, But I just got that hundred yards of line back. I don't wanna give back to him. It's like, all right, well then you might as well Cut your line and right. let's get the next one because that one's going to break you off. It's going to break Let you it off. Run, yeah. yeah. We like to see him a lot more than they like to see us. Yeah, 100%. that's true. I mean, that's just a thing. Uh, however, yeah, but when they get close, I think that has been one of the most detrimental points. Whether you're off the ladder or 
off the water masters it's the funniest thing because i see it and people just they just lose their shit they get the, and they see the flash yeah. and if it has size to it oh my god and everything just whatever you're saying is just they can't hear all they hear is exactly that buck fever the earplugs are in and it's tunnel vision right right and then you know, <laughs> for the folks that listen keep your ears open just relax just Relax the whole time. It's exciting. Just take a breath. I mean, shit, we had a nine-year-old kid last week. Crushed it. Biggest fish I've seen a little kid catch. He did amazing. He almost lost the rod, but he, did, he didn't. He did great, man. That thing towed him around in his tube. He kicked some ass. Speaking but of he losing, listened. Speaking of losing rods, you have to share that story. That was awesome. What was that? Well, well, we had a couple of changes. We lost a couple this season, but the uh, it was rod one. Was I believe? I believe was Blockhouse. Yeah, down south. Uh huh. <laughs> And it, it gets lost on one day, and then... Yeah, that was stupid. But then, was it literally, was it the next day? Yeah, no, we had, had a client who was struggle-busting it, watching this boy catch fish all day and kept dumping them, and he finally, at the end of the day, caught a fish, and we're taking pictures, and he looks and goes, where's my rod? He's kind of like that last, you see him looking ahead through his eyes, and it's like, shit, I would have rather have not caught a fish than lost that goddamn fly rod in the water. All right, but that's gonna be about a thousand bucks. Yeah, it wasn't a cheap, cheap. No, that was, that was my rig because we had broke one earlier or something happened and Cole broke it. Yeah, Cole so breaks he's, everything. He's using he's using a nice <laughs> nicer rod and <laughs> dropped it off the water. And we had the same clients the next day in another group, and we went back to the spot after fishing another spot. Like first five minutes, client drops down and he's he's bringing up his rig. I think there's something on here, and I see my little white game changer coming up like no fucking way and then the rod tip and it's like oh shit well there you go i owe you a couple bucks (laughs) here's a rod here the other client give him his money back and i think that happened like a week later with cole i think same exact thing to where i don't know we should have bought lotto tickets or something but we lost two two rods in a week and somehow recovered both of them you literally it'll probably never ever ever happen again but that's no, pretty you, awesome. Yeah, you literally have a better chance of winning the lottery or even getting struck by lightning than what occurred with you guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was it's pretty wild. It's funny, but it's just like everyone's like, "Oh wow!" Like, there it is. Now this lake, this lake steals rods. A lot of times you hear it in the winter time or the spring. People are bobber fishing and just set their rod down to grab a snack or something, and a fish sucks it up and rod flies off the rocks and takes it off, and there goes that rod in the water. Gone. You've heard that story quite a few times. Yeah, yeah, they're usually never to be seen again. But a couple no. of them, a couple of them reappear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about that. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are we looking forward to here? So, we have uh, we have the clinic coming up. Uh, we actually have a this coming Wednesday on the second. We have a seminar at Mark Four and Strike, which actually will be myself and Cole. Yep, yep, yep. And we'll be talking. I'll be talking a little bit about the history of Pyramid Lake, which I think is very important. Yeah, this is a wild. Wild right. Lake, man, is amazing. Right, it's it's actually a great presentation. Uh, Captain Rob put it together a, a, a few years ago, and and it, you know we keep adding to it. And the history element that he put together on it's really fantastic for some folks that maybe want to attend this seminar. We hope you attend the seminar. We believe it's really important that you know the history of the lake. It's it's essential to know where it started and why and how it is. And where it is right now, and all the steps in between, because it was the comeback story on this place is phenomenal. It's it's unheard. The world's largest cutthroat trout went what we thought was extinct, extinct. And they found them again and yeah, nursed them back to health. Right, and 
got him going, and 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 when we now co- we're catching him again. Now we're catching him again. We cover that. We cover the miracle of how that happened. It was just the right people doing the right thing at the right time. Like just good people doing good things. We need to go back to those times. I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, half of those times. The other half of those times when they were doing the good things, there was a lot of yeah, bad things going. On. We, we got to take back. Yeah. There was there was there was some stuff going on. However, so we cover that, and then we'll have Cole. Who will touch on when we get into the gear? We get into, you know, the flies and the techniques and the and especially like we're really probably going to have. Yeah, we use a lot of copper johns out here. The copper johns are probably one of the number one flies that we use at at PFC. Sixteens, uh, eighteens, our, our favorite. I love a size <laughs> two copper john. A size two. <laughs> Those, you know, they hint, get hint, wink. Hint, yeah, they get big fish. So. So we'll go heavy on uh, on the presentation on the gear side. We want to focus on the gear. Everyone's going to have a different fishing technique, fish, fishing style, what their experience is. We want to show you how what we use and why. And the cool thing about being at Mark IV will be all that cool stuff that we use here will be there. You know, there you fly lines, mo tips. You know, the leaders. And you want to tie your own flies? They got that stuff there. I mean, he, they got everything. Skinny will help you out. Dave will help you out. It, it'll be a, it'll be a, really cool time. So this is definitely a place where it's specialty year, but you could take a lot of these tactics to other places. Still, yeah. still water, especially. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, one hundred percent. What else were we going to talk about? What are we right next to? So if you're making a trip out here, I would probably stay. Well, actually, the only place to stay unless you want to camp. It's you a cool stay at the lodge right next door. You stay at the lodge. Like, you would stay in the lodge. So Pyramid Lake Lodge, centrally located, uh, right in Sutcliffe. <clears throat> it's got a little, you know, you, got, you have the ability to dine in there. They got food, whatnot. They got a convenience store in there, so you could pick up if you want to make your own food or whatever. They got the beer. They got the water. They got the sodas. They got the energy drinks. They got tackle in there. It's more of the old school fishing super, lodge vibe, man. It's super old school. It's you got the big old fish mounts on the walls. It's it's that old fishing lodge. It's a cool hangout, and it's really wild in the winter time in February, March, the weekends. It's fucking packed. You got karaoke. You got people dancing. It's it's a hoot. I mean, it's definitely sausage fish. What do you expect? Dudes like to fish. And there's not a whole lot of girls, but right. It's, right. it's a fun place to hang out, shoot the shit, get a lot of people in there just BSing about how the fishing day was, people lying about what flies they were using or where they were fishing. Right. But it's a it's a cool wild hangout. It's definitely got that old school kind of lodge vibe to it. It's, it's, it's rustic. Cool. For sure. I like it. It's it's rustic. It's really uh it's uh if you go way back, this will show our age. Uh like like the great outdoors, like with John Candy, <laughs> yeah, and Dan Aykroyd, like, yeah. like well, cabin feel. It's a cabin sure. feel. You're you're one step away from them bringing out the old ninety sixer for you, and you have to eat the gristle. Yeah, so. I, I wish they served that kind of shit over there. That'd be sweet. I like sometimes I picture it. I know they probably have an old steak hanging back there. It's like eight years old, like behind the freaking beer battered frozen fish sticks or whatever they got back there. It's hanging. It's hanging and waiting for you. So about three three inches of frozen, what kind of duff on it still too? Uh, just it's just like it's like it's a different form of dry yeah. aging. It's a unique <laughs> flavor. It captures the essence of everything lodge and lake. It's it's awesome. But no, seriously. So Pyramid Lake Lodge, yeah, great place to stay. They have little cabins and whatnot, so you can uh, saves your commute. I mean, winter time we get oh. some nasty weather. You get you get that one day where it snowed a foot and 
Shit, I'm already here. I don't have to commute. I just got to drive to my beach. There you go. Don't have to commute. It's reasonable rates. It's just right here. It, it keeps you on the lake. Convenient, easy. It is. And you do have the option of driving in the town. However, like you said, especially in the winter, I mean, that's tough. And your, your next closest lodging, at best, you know, is 35 minutes away, you know, with no traffic. And then it just gets worse from there. So, you know, it takes away from your fishing day and your sleep time. So you can maximize your your rest time, your fun time, your recovery time just right here. And you open your door and there's the lake. It's right there, right in front of you. Can't get upset about that. Pretty Adam. easy going. Pretty pretty easy going. <laughs> um, and then let's look forward. One last thing when we get closer to the spring. I want to talk about the spring now. I mean, we're in October and it looks like March is already is already pretty much full on the books. We're, we're getting there. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't wait. If you have a favorite day or some days you're thinking of, you and your boys or you and your ladies or you and the family, shoot us a ring. Yeah. Yeah. It, great advice. Don't wait. Do it now. What's going to happen is, like you said. We're going to be Phil. You're filled up. It, literally. I mean, you're going to look at the, <laughs> you're, you're going to see, you're going to see it. You'll see it on, you'll hear it from your buddies. You'll hear it on, or you'll see it on social media and, and all that type of stuff. Man. It's buck wild out there. It's going crazy. People are catching fish left and right. By that time, it is already, it is too late. Like, literally. When, you, when this lake's on fire and you have a good season out here, it's fishing fucking killer Thanksgiving through April. I I really like that mid to end of January can be lights out. But, I mean, it's it's a fishery that's driven by wet weather, and let's hope we get a nasty one so it's a little different than last year's dry, basically spring all winter, but... This fishery can be insane. Thanks, yeah. Thanksgiving through April. I mean, a fish is killer every month, minus like your little lulls, your transition times that we're kind of in now. Yeah, we could catch some fish, but is it roping and catching? No, but they could be some pretty damn nice fish too. Right. It's kind of a quantity, quality over quantity as we're coming into that season now. Like November, December, you see some of the biggest fish of the season minus that October year. They're still eating some bait. We're fishing leeches and stuff for the most part. And that's like, and that's a good time of the year to have. Uh, it, there's a phenomenon out here, especially in the spring, of Captain Rob sightings. In the spring, so if you're lucky enough, you might see the man out here. <laughs> Just telling you, he'll be he'll be out cruising, roaming the beaches, man. He's a good, awesome dude, and he helps keep the team together and keeps us kicking ass and. Without him, we obviously wouldn't be here, and we appreciate everything he does. But yeah, he's he gets out here and hey, let me see what you, what you got in your fly box. What are they eating? Let me get a couple of those. <laughs> hey, boys, they're eating this. Yeah, no shit, Cap. We've been over there for fucking three weeks now. <laughs> but man, he's a riot. He he like he's just one of the one of the boys comes out hanging out fishing. He is, and he's great. He's he's fun to interact with. He loves the community out here. He loves all all fishermen. So if you see him out there. He's going to probably, more than anything, he's going to see you struggle and he's going to come help you out, give you right. some bugs, yep. shoot the shit with you, and get you into some fish. Yeah, yeah he loves rad, dude. Absolutely. He loves seeing people on the fish. I've learned, a, we've all learned a lot from the guy, and he's got just years and years and years and years. And, and Captain Rob, if you're hearing this, I'm not trying to make you sound old, but years and years and years <laughs> of, of, of fishing experience all over. I mean, tons of years here, you know, offshore experience, inshore, you know, freshwater, I mean, everything. So, uh, a plethora of knowledge and and we're all we're, over the place we'll continue to do so absolutely and you know we're proud to have him as as the man 
as the man for sure. Uh, more information, pyramidflyco.com. Pretty easy, pyramidflyco.com. We got everything up there. We got all the explanations, all the different trips we do. We got the cost. We got the phone number you can call. We got a description of the crew. So we're listening. Morgan's here with us now. Hey, if you want to read a bio on Morgan, there's a bio on Morgan so you can learn more about him. Mikey kind of bored, but have at it. It's so boring. <laughs> like it's you have the longest one on there too. I was reading it and I'm like, this they like, dude, he had to write this himself. Yep. Like with all this bull crap. No, it's a great bio. Morgan <laughs> Morgan comes from a great background. He's he's a fishy motherfucker. Excuse my French, but he really is. Um now you got Trevor on there. That, that boy is a fucking genius <sighs> behind the vice, man. It's nuts. Everybody on our team has brought their own little aspect together to help us all stronger. Yes. That kid, that that hummingbird is a freaking wizard on that fly tying vice. He is, and he's he's a hoot on the water. He's just he's a fun time. Ball of energy. He is a ball of energy. He is a ball, of energy. <laughs> and you combine him with Cole. So look, you may hear some things on the beach. You'll hear some words transferred between him and Cole. It's not it's like personal, his brother. Yeah, it's not personal. Like, and some of them are pretty harsh. But it's all about it's all about growing yeah. and learning. And Cole's learning. No, they're 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 great kids. They just it's it's a lot of entertainment value. They're they're wonderful to be around. But no no other guys I'd rather have people work with than you three to get on fish, one hundred percent. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, there you are, man. <laughs> so <laughs> hey, one thing one thing I want to cover real quick. So you guys change you you you're using the um, the the Sims the Sims waders. Yeah. You guys recently got into and I think this is important for people to know. You went from the regular um, stocking foot yep, yep. waders to to a boot foot. Does that really make a difference out here? So, I mean, I have two two different sets. I use my stocking foot, say, this time of year when the weather's mild. But we have those few months or those few days where this lake really tests you to see if you're a man or not, what you can deal with, or a lady, how, like, the elements out here. You get some days that are fucking crazy, man. Last year we had a day where there was icicles forming off the chairs reels we had a reel that's turned into a block of ice i mean trevor had to take the torch to it to get it to work those days are super rare i mean that day was that's probably a one in ten year day but switching from stocking foots to those boot fit waders so it's like you don't have that little sock that your foot goes into on your waiter like a traditional waiter that gets wet i mean your foot doesn't get wet but that little sock gets wet your boot, your foot just goes straight into a boot. It's a boot fit, so boots are part of the waders. Having that little extra bit of dry and foot not like being in contact with wet on the outside is a game changer, man. Those Sims boot foot waders are definitely kicking it up a notch with helping you stay warm in those frigid ass times of the year out here. I was gonna say because with with the struggle, there's the big struggle with using the stocking foot, having enough room in there. Like if you're putting a thick layer of socks on, you're layering. And it's very easy to layer too tight where you lose circulation, you lose the airflow, and you're yeah. like, man, I got the, you know, the, the, the warmest socks, and I got these boots, and, the, and my feet are still frozen. And there's nothing worse than cold feet, hands, and head. And you can control the hand and the head relatively yeah. easy, but that, those feet get cold. That's an extreme, extremity. Everything's cold after that. Everything's cold. Yeah, if your feet aren't happy, you're not happy. It, those boot foot i just noticed i'm like those have to make a difference and it's those key months where you know the fishing can be great oh it lights out yeah i mean even december january february yeah, those, those days are just but it's the elements that are killing you the fish are happy yeah. but you're like man i know it's biting you're like but i'm too cold and i gotta run to the car and you see you'll see half a beach evacuate you know for a half hour 
or more at a time. They're just sitting in their car and the fishing would be great. They're just yeah, too cold. You keep those feet dry. So I was just curious on that, you know, for a recommendation for the listeners out there, the Sims boot, boot foot, it's, I would say it's, it's, it's sounds like changer worth, worth every cold, dollar. Cold times a year yeah. for sure. It's definitely 100%. worth the extra money. You, Look, I've even tried foot warmers and stuff. But the problem with a foot warmer is... You start is, sweating. We start sweating, but there's no circulation. If you got tight socks on, there's not enough air for it to function. Unlike a hand warmer, you put it in a jacket pocket, you have the airflow for it to work. You yeah. put it in your boot. I don't know how many times I put them on from last year. I put a toe warmer in. I'm like, I don't think my toes are warm. I'm like, <laughs> I think they're frozen, but in my mind they're warm, but they're not. But I'm just telling myself that. And I get back to the car, change socks. And I'll throw the toe warmers, I think, because I think they're expended. Yeah. I throw them in the back of the car, I get home, and they're all puffed up and big and hot because they didn't have enough air to work. And I'm like, man, I just wasted, <laughs> I just wasted a toe warmer. And like, so where you have the boot foot, you got the circulation, easy on and off too, especially no, when you want easy. that. You just you don't want all that, especially if you have to change like near the beach. You just want to get in and out, in and out. You're basically jumping in your waders. You're literally jumping in your waders. It's nice. Yeah. So check Sims out for that. That's an awesome product. So. Thank you, Morgan, for joining us. Thanks for having me. I know you're a busy guy. Like We found like the one little window of time that you're going to have this season to talk, and I'm glad that you took the opportunity to sit down and be on the podcast and people learn more about you. They learn more about Pyramid Fly Company. They learn more about the experience on the water. But to get the true and real experience, you got to go to pyramidflyco.com. you got to call the phone number on there. Do you remember it offhand? No, just come hang out with us for a few days. <laughs> if you, well, yeah, right, right. He's looking up the phone number right now. <laughs> but uh, you go on the people. to really get the experience of this lake, you need to spend a couple of days out here. I you mean, do. we all know fishing. You could have should have been here yesterday, should have been here tomorrow. So if you if you're out for a couple of days, you you typically get that experience. Or or you're here two days and you should have been here three or four. Right. It's fishing, man. This 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 place will make you get your fish karma at its highest before it really kicks down sometimes. Right. But then you see the complete opposite, man. I had some some buddies that come out with me every single year, and I had my boy come out. First fish on a fly rod, 21 and a half pounds. Stupid. Second fish, 17. Third fish, 15. Even dumber. I mean, the boys won't let him come back again after that, but... <laughs> Even, and it's like a show do it to you. Yeah, and, and when I say dumb, it's dumb in a good way. It's just it's whatever it's it's just phenomenal it's a phenomenal magical mystical experience out here you got to get out here so to book you can call 877-732-3597 that translates to pfc flies f-l-y-s if you type it f-l-i-e-s you're going to get the wrong number so (laughs) 732-3597 and you can book on on pyramidflyco.com you can send us an email at info at pyramidflyco.com there's a plethora of ways to get in touch with us you can send us a dm through the instadork either way you can use the instadork absolutely because you guys are all over the instadork in a good way like you get to see the results almost instantaneously i mean with you know within reason but you see what's going on out there for the most part yeah i mean if it's if it's lights out and there's the boys take a shitty shot and the background's blasted out Hey, you don't get to see what happened that day. You don't get to see what happened. The best way you know, is to come, come out. Come out. Yeah. So think about that. Think about, hey, the single day's cool, but you're right, Morgan. The, the two you days spend or three few, days. You need to spend a few days out here to really get a feel for the lake. Get that get that weather event going yeah. on in here. Yep. And that then that's the full experience. And more than likely, 
depending on like if we get into the winter, you'll probably experience three different days out here. If you, you know, within reason, like one day could be, mm, and the other day could be, wow. And the other day could be like, wow, this is different. Yeah. It's just, it's phenomenal. It gives you a different aspect and a, and a deep appreciation for the lake. And definitely you're going to, you're going to go down the rabbit hole and you're going to want to come back for more. Yeah, so this, this lake sucks people in and doesn't spit them out. No, it, it, it's the first place that made me set bobbers in my sleep. Ooh. This place is addicting. You're right. <laughs> oh, that's a whole nother podcast. It's very true. The bobbers and the sleep. If you haven't yeah. had that, you got to come here. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, thanks again. And we'll wrap it up. So again, uh, pyramidflyco.com. We gave you the phone number. Uh, we're on the Instagram at pyramidflyco. Pretty easy to get a hold of. We're even on LinkedIn now. You can type in pyramidflyco. And we're starting to put uh, some reports and, and stuff up on there. So if you, you're looking for the... Uh, the, the professional side of things were on there as well. So awesome. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on this episode of Burritos, Breaks, and Flies. And until next time, tight lines. <laughs>